Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the Minipod Podcast. My name is Josh Lyles. Joined by my fellas, my guys, my friends. Any anything? You guys anything? No, yeah. Do you identify with me in any way? We eat chips and salsa together sometimes. I feel like that's aggressive. That's friendship level. Chips and yeah, salsa. but we don't we don't share salsa though. No. I don't think. No. Maybe no, I don't think we Lyle's always pour, yeah. pours it all over his food. Yeah. yeah. There's none left. There's none left because we won't get it. We're not going to argue. <laughs> You've heard from everybody, Josh, Hunter, and Randy. What's up? Glad to have you guys here. Good to be here. Thanks you for heard, listening. If you're listening really closely, you just heard something metal. That was Hunter Stanley. Uh, yes. The Stanley Cup. I'm not talking about the hockey trophy. I'm talking That's about what, I'm a big hockey fan. what most women use these yes. days to stay hydrated. But if it works, it works. It works. It's actually my wife's cup. Is it? Yeah. It's, I like but it. I use it. It's nice. Cool. I, I claim it now. It's mine. Uh, you guys have anything happened since the last time we were together? We did. Uh, so we've been hunting quite a bit. Oh. And my son shot a, a nice buck. So that was cool. So we've been seeing a lot of really nice deer. They've been a little young, good looking bucks, but we've been kind of laying off. And he asked me every time if he can shoot one and I always tell him no. And I finally was like, yeah, let's knock one out. And he did a good job. Made a great shot. It's awesome. Blow the heart up? Uh, yes. Wow. That's a good shot. That's where it's supposed really, to be, right? Yeah, it's supposed it to is. go broadside through the heart. Yep. Yeah. Harder lungs will get her done. He ran about 10 steps and fell. So did Brock or the deer? Uh, <laughs> me. <laughs> Had an asthma attack. But no, the, the deer, it was good. Is that his first deer? No. Nope. nope. I was watching, I told Randy this a little bit earlier, um, Meat Eater. You guys see that show? Yep. Love it. So they had this, um, they travel all over to hunt, and he was hunting uh, whitetail bucks in South Texas. And about half the episode was him hunting, and the other half was was their kind of wild game chef cooking. And it was amazing. Like, it was awesome yeah. just to see. It was just, I don't know, taking it, I, butchering the deer. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm not a hunter. Um, and then taking parts of the deer that people would throw away and turning it into an incredible dish. Like, it was really fun. Yeah, he does stuff kind of fresh, though, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, most of us is in our freezer for a while. I mean, a lot of his episodes, they're, he's on the side of a mountain, and he just killed it, and he's, you know, cooking yeah. up part of it in that one, too. I mean, that deer was, you know, not even a day old, and they're cutting it up. Eating it was it wild. Right yeah. I saw one. He was in Alaska, possibly, hunting caribou, shot one, and then before before he field-dressed it, he cut the eyeball out and ate yeah, the man. eyeball. That's a whole like, other level. Mm-mm. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, because you do the heart. Like they do that too. They take a bite of the heart I don't or think whatever. I could. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been eating carnivore, and I don't eat like the liver or the kidneys or anything like that. You know, I take supplements for all that. I ain't yeah. doing that yet. Maybe one of these days, but not yet. Maybe a lot of people eat them. I mean, people seem to like them. You yeah. Know? I mean, you can go to the grocery store and buy all that stuff. You can buy lingua, cow tongue. I mean, you can buy all that stuff, man. And. You know, you can buy liver, kidney, you can buy all that, the organ meats and cook it up. That's so the big fad right now, peop- liver. Yeah, people are doing it, but is I it? ain't one of them. People Straight like raw. liver? I mean, yeah. like, raw liver. In, yeah. yeah. Just put it in the freezer and then let it defrost a little bit and eat it. Eat it cold with some honey or maple syrup. No thanks. Really? Yeah. Wild. On that, uh, it's the most nutrient. Dense. On that meat eater episode you're talking about, they did the heart like that, right? Like kind of raw, yeah. I think. They yeah. put it, I forget what it's called. It's a fancy name. You, you probably know. Yeah, I don't remember what they called it's kind of like a ceviche, though. Yeah, they put like lemon juice on or something yeah. like that, and it kind of like the acid yeah, kind of cooks it a little bit. And then, but then they had something. I don't know if it was they took the tenderloin and cut it up and just put 
cheese in it. Is that the yeah. same thing they made? No, I think it was two different, different things. Yeah, 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 yeah different. Things. It was raw, yeah. like completely raw. No, no, any kind of acid or anything. Yeah, I was watching this um, Texas traveling show, and they were in East Texas at this meat market, and they were like, "Yeah, try this," and it was fresh ground beef, like straight from the grinder some cheese and they put it on a cracker and ate it Man. and the guy was like this is incredible but i don't know yeah what was that tartar steak yeah tartar? Actually, yeah kind of yeah, yeah. it was kind of like steak that. though or i guess you can do it with it. i guess any wrong i don't know, I don't know. give me a line i'm cooking I my meat it. first yeah. i typically a little bit eat it, anyway yeah. eat it with my fish tartar sauce <laughs> i don't you guys like tartar sauce <laughs> no. Same, but different. <laughs> no i like fish i don't I like do. tartar sauce i do you like tartar sauce yeah Put it on and a don't get it. Hey, oh my god! Don't get it from uh, Dairy Queen though. Oh, <laughs> one time we got it and it was purple. No, <laughs> what? Dude, no, not, I'm serious. Did you eat it? No, I didn't Come eat on. it. It's purple. Tart- state or what? Hey, remember that one time? Remember that one time we were at that restaurant and in our chips we got that black burnt something or another. <laughs> yeah. And I think Lyle's. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure what it was. And Lyle's bet you money and you ate it you yeah, popped that was a, I was I, trying to be like no I'm good I don't want your money he's like no I'll give you 30 bucks hang on so who ate it which one of y'all no, ate, it? Lyle's ate it Lyle's ate it I was like oh. begging for him not to pay me he's like yeah I got you I was like okay did you ever pay yeah. oh yeah let's go I, don't, I think I paid Ladon <laughs> on Venmo <laughs> yeah you were like yeah she went and bought a nice purse with it yeah. <laughs> it's like 200 bucks no <laughs> it was like 22 dollars uh, you made yeah. a typo but it was disgusting looking and you it you was know, I, you know I it was remember. it was really burnt I think it was some sort of potato or something I don't know I don't know. It was burning enough. I figured it couldn't hurt me, right? Like, it, was yeah. fine. it was good. It's hey, faulty logic, we, but sure. Did we talk about Don Artemeo's last time? Is no, we didn't. Speaking of food, on Stafford Street, we went to a place in Fort Worth, and it was phenomenal. Um, but they had this um, cactus appetizer. And so they had these homemade blue corn tortillas, homemade guacamole, and this like it's like shredded cactus that they had cooked. With their sauce, it was so good. Yeah. So when I heard there was there was this cactus appetizer, like I've I've seen the nopales or whatever the like pickled cactus in the jar, and I'm thinking, okay, well it's like this petal cactus that they. But no, it was it was it was shredded and fried crispy. It was incredible. I mean, it was it was easily we, we went on staff retreat. We always eat really well, and that was easily the the best thing that yes. I've eaten in probably like, weeks. What, cool. what was the restaurant called? I think it's Don Artemeos. Something like that. Interesting. I can spell it for you uh, later. But what's cool, though, is like you could you could spend $250 on one meal there or like this, the lunch tacos were like 17 bucks. It, was, it wasn't crazy. It was the such, biggest disparity in prices it really I've ever seen was. in my life. And like apparently it. he's like some kind of a top 20 chef in the nation something. It was so good uh, when we go in December uh, to a concert – uh, we're taking Boston because he loves food too. And I think he will really like that. Yeah, interesting. So, I like it. Very cool. I can send you the link later. But yeah, it's really definitely good. it's downtown Fort Worth. So if you're going to like a concert at Billy Bob's, like, I don't think it's that far away. Yeah. So yeah, so it's it's like um like like Mexican food, you know, yeah. like we have we have our idea of Mexican food, but it's Tex-Mex fajitas or whatever. Um, but they had like it was legit Mexican food, um, and his name is Chef Juan Ramon Cardenas. And he's a James Beard award winner or nominee or something, which is that's kind of like the pinnacle yeah, of, top of the chefdom, top. you know. So it was awesome. I mean, they had the some really Gordon cool things. Ramsay of chefs. Yeah, or the James Beard <laughs> chefs. <laughs> yeah. I've he's never heard of James Beard, but I've heard of Gordon Ramsay. He's kind of like the um, figurehead. I don't, I don't know the history of James Beard. I know that's the prestigious individual chef award. And then your restaurant 
if it meets certain criteria, can win a Michelin star. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you can go from there. So I learned uh, all that from the bear. Yeah. When I was when, – when me and Josh, I think, both got the enchiladas. And they were good, but, like, they had mole sauce, which whatever that means. It doesn't taste like an enchilada, which you would think. Yeah. But it was good. But the cactus was phenomenal. The other – like, everything's, like, handmade – prep there like it's it was really cool experience i think a traditional mole sauce has like some sort of chocolate notes to it and i I knew that but i just i didn't know i thought i would like it i didn't really i feel like but it was my fault not theirs when like professionals describe food and drinks and those things i don't understand how they use those words it it doesn't make sense to me i'm not a proficient in anything for sure man just give me a dope meat water burger i'm good to go man (laughs) like these laws were good but like They were saying words. I had no idea what they meant. Well, I trust about. you. I'll pick that. Yeah, for so. real. Yeah, that was good. That was a good. That was a good uh, meal experience. And then they had. Oh gosh, listen. So it was. Oh yeah. It was my birthday in that area. You know what I mean? Like I was. I was probably maybe a week away. And so they're like, "Hey, we're celebrating his birthday." So they brought me this. Um, they called it the tres leches cake, but it wasn't traditional tres leches, which is a sponge cake, and they pour all this stuff on it. They had uh, some sort of cake element cubed up into pieces, put in a bowl with some fresh fruit and a weird, like, ice cream mold mm-hmm. laid on top. And they bring you the tres leche sauce and pour it over the top. So it's like, oh, dude, I don't know. It was, it was incredible. And so I've been trying to replicate that since I've been home. It was, it was incredible. I was full before it got there, it was and I kept eating. So, it was so good. good. So good. I could eat that every day. Anyways, I haven't found the right bread yet, but I've, I think I have the sauce close to it. So, <laughs> anyways, it was good. Good stuff. Yeah, Hunter, you do anything interesting and cool? Mm-mm. No, I did eat a wild meal in uh, Charleston on vacation. It was a raw egg yolk in this pasta uh, with like pancetta. I guess yeah, it was like fried peas. Kind of fried. No, oh, there weren't peas in there. Peas? No. What? Pea? It's a it's a recipe. What? They do noodles and pancetta and peas and mix it all together? Mm-mm. Never heard that. Never even heard it. This is why Josh is our podfather, though, because he literally yeah. knows a little bit about every single yes. thing. No matter what the subject is, he can contribute. It's phenomenal. It was like it was like brown butter, uh, Parmesan cheese, and pasta noodles, and that raw egg was right in the middle of it with that pancetta. Oh, dude. So good. I don't know. I guess it says just pancetta and peas, but I've seen it before. Served, <laughs> right? Just fried pancetta. Dude, and peas. I felt like an idiot. We went to a pizza place in uh, San Antonio, and uh, I was asking them about you know what was on the on the pizza because I didn't know what it was. What what do you call? What's the fancy word for broccoli? We broccoli about, Rob? Rob. Rob? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Broccolini? I might have talked about it before, but no, it was like Rob or something. It's Rob a, a character in The uh, Office or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's right. a, is a yeah. playoff th- of... Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we might have talked about that before on the podcast, but I felt like an idiot because I was like, hey, what is, what is that? They're like, it's broccoli. I'm like, well, number one, you could just say broccoli. That'd be helpful. <laughs> yeah. And uh, number two, I'm just not that fancy. I'm sorry. Um, so you had a carbonara. Uh, it was kind of like carbonara. Well, that's what... Well, I know, but they called it something else. And the carbonara I've seen, people put peas in it, so you can you can excuse me for getting that wrong. But we forgive you. Also, was the That's broccoli right. pizza good? It was wonderful. It was yeah. actually a braised rib mm. and broccoli. It was, it was wonderful. Mm. That's but, nice. Lauren, she got a pizza from that place, too. Yeah. So light and fluffy. It was nice. I have a pizza oven. I want to use it again. Do you all use your pizza oven, Josh? Sometimes. Not, not very often. Not actually lately, but it's always delicious when we do. It's so good. So good. Anyways, cool. Y'all had a good time, and in- it was it was a very good time. Cool. Scar, cool city. 
Is that how they say it? Scar? South Carolina. S-C-A-R. <laughs> Didn't no. hear that when we were there either. No, no, no. That's how I view it in my head. Did a lot of walking. A lot. It's a very walkable city. How many miles do you think? Oh, five. Oh, four or five. Wow. <laughs> well, that's probably not a lot. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's a lot pushing a baby. Right. That's good, yeah. That's sure. that. yeah. Why were you pushing the baby? What did they do to you? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even talk without you firing back with something. I'm just asking. <laughs> See, it's real similar Our to Thursday lunch. Our listeners want to know. It's real similar to Thursday lunch. Yeah. Where I'm trying to talk. <laughs> where we have, on Thursdays, carbonara. <laughs> Big egg yolk in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And peas. No. No peas. Well, we've started basketball. Coaching basketball, and listen, I'm living right. I didn't know I was, but we're living right because we're coaching kinder through second grade. I'm the assistant coach. My wife is the the head coach, and kind of like life too, right? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. It, was, it was normal. I just fit into that role. I was like, that's cool. Um, and we got a stacked team. I'm talking stacked. Confirmed. We've outscored our opponents like um, forty eight. To six, like it's like it was crazy, and I didn't do anything. I didn't draft the team, and Hunter's niece is on my team, and she's one of our all stars, and so that's great. Yeah, awesome. I went to the game though, and that and confirmed it was pure domination. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean the other teams did not stand a chance. And we had one of our top scorers. She was out. She was at the hospital. So a lot of our kids were sick, but you know we'd run some practices um, for all that were on the schedule. But but we did basic things like do a chest pass and dribble a little bit and, you know, shoot from the block, whatever. And so we didn't really do anything, and we showed them kind of, hey, if we were able to run a play, but it's just hurting cats, right? And so um, we did that kind of structured stuff, and then we get to the first game, and one of these little girls shows up kind of as warm-ups are over, and she's like, Coach, I wish I could just do a layup. I was like, well, okay, dear, you, you can if you want. And she just like – Around the back, through the legs, lays it up. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> We're good. And she We're scored good. like 18 points that night. 16 points the other day. So that was really good. It was good. I don't even have to coach. I don't do anything. I'm just like, okay, sit there on the bench. Which I'm normal. That's normal, you know. That's kind of <laughs> You're very comfortable. Yeah. They're like, you can't get off the bench. The assistant coach can't get off the bench. I was like, perfect. It was great. Yeah, that's where I live. Where I, that's where I'm, I live. I was school. built for that. I'm built different. So, anyways. <laughs> Well, hey, it's it's uh, almost Christmas time. Last time we talked about Thanksgiving and gratitude. Hopefully everybody had a great Thanksgiving with all the ones that you love. But we're rolling into the Christmas season, and Christmas is, is just around the corner. And I was thinking about traditions. I grew up in a pretty non-traditional family. Like, we, we did stuff, and, you know, our, our tradition was like, hey, let's open gifts, right? Like, that's that was nice. Do you guys have any family traditions that... You do it Christmas, or maybe some that you've heard of that you're like, that's really cool. We keep it pretty simple at our house. I think I mentioned on the last podcast we were talking about like Thanksgiving food and Christmas food. That's kind of a big deal for us when we wake up, uh, open presents and all that kind of stuff, and then we cook a big breakfast. But it's usually kind of the whole family's kind of involved a little bit, and uh, we just cook, you know, like I said, Bob on Christmas? Uh, no. B-O-B, no. big old no. breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I guess. But, uh, we just cook like... like You're going to call it Bob from here on out. <laughs> I'm not. No, I am not. We're going to think about it, though. Absolutely not. Bob's been coming over for years. <laughs> didn't know his name. But <laughs> it's good because we do it as a family. And so like, we fix like uh, pigs in a blanket and cinnamon rolls and bacon and nice. eggs and all kinds of stuff. And then we all sit around just eating. It's really good and it's fun. Yeah, we don't do anything crazy. We don't, 
you know, I don't know, some people, like maybe even people in this room, do like Christmas pajamas. We don't do anything no silly comment. like that, you know, uh, or anything. But we just kind of keep it basic. But the food, we look forward to the food, man. We we don't normally have, you know, our breakfasts during the rest of the year kind of either non-existent or it's, you know, cereal, Pop-Tarts, or just something out the door, you know. And so we kind of take that time to, like, cook it up real good. And so that's about all we do, but we really enjoy it. It's, it's good fun. for us. Yeah. It's good. So with our personal family – um, when we open presents, I get really excited to see what the kids got, uh, <laughs> see what Callie got them. And so that's one of my favorite traditions, yeah. is, you know, just being excited with the kids. We all find out the exact same time. Um, <laughs> but we don't do a lot with our personal family, but with my wife's family, we do the pajamas thing the yeah. night before. It's and cute. I swear, we, we do that with my wife's family, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big fan of it, um, but... It's so fun with the kids. Like, yeah. you know, it, it's fine. I guess we're pretty excited because this will be our first year to create some new yeah, family traditions. Uh, but yeah. Carter's going to remember everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, when I growing up, we would always go to the Christmas Eve service uh, and then have dinner that night and then open presents on Christmas Eve. Y'all were a Christmas uh, Eve family? Christmas, we were Christmas yeah, Eve. We were yeah, too. and then we did stockings on Christmas Day just that morning when we woke up. Usually at some point. We normally go around and look at Christmas lights, you know. Yeah. We usually do that at some point. And so I don't know Same. when that is, but just whenever we have a free night, like the week leading up to Christmas, you know. Um, and sometimes if we're in bigger cities, you know, there's some places that do it real good, you know. And so uh, we do we that is something we do on a regular basis. I don't know we do it every year, but more often than not, we do. Yeah. How early do y'all put up Christmas stuff? Or do your wives put up Christmas stuff? I don't know if my wife listens to this. If she does, she's going to argue with me. But I need to. I need to keep a list. But I will put up a, just a string of Christmas lights after Thanksgiving. It doesn't take me that long. I do it just to appease her. We might turn them on two or three times. <laughs> we never turn them on. I purposely don't turn them on because I try to count how many times we do. I swear, it's, it's single digits. So and nice. then, and then after Christmas, I can take them all down again. Like I feel like it's such a waste of time. So. Just go get one of those timers where you plug it in. Yeah, I got one. On, I cannot on. figure those things out. Oh gosh, you just flick the little switch. Well, y'all can come do that for me. I don't care. Okay. Um, I usually put my stuff up like the day after Thanksgiving. Like that, that's what the Friday yeah. is for, right? Like the, the Friday and Saturday after Thanksgiving is a great time to do that. Typically we're gone that day. And so, you know, I've come a long way because I used to be like, can't do it until after Thanksgiving. No. And kind of bah humbugish. But my family loves Christmas. And so we did ours, I guess it was the Saturday before Thanksgiving this year. Just... I was just like, whatever, yeah. I'll do it. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, the, the video evidence was pretty impressive. You you got down off the ladder very quick this year. You weren't stuck up there for a long time. Well, you let me use your. So the ladder I've had in the past has been about <laughs> six inches too short from the top. It's just like a. It's not even an extension ladder. It's just a, <laughs> a, do a, a ladder. Yeah. And and uh, funny story how I got it. My neighbor, um, I guess, saw my handyman skills or something. Yeah. At some point, he was driving and he saw one. Like on the curb that somebody was throwing away, so he picked it up. So it's like wobbly as all get out, and so I'm just like <laughs> wobbling up there. And uh, I was on the roof last year, and I couldn't get down. Like I couldn't get down, and my wife would not hold the ladder because she was laughing and <laughs> yeah, she was the videoing. Video was lead on like oh, shaking and laughing and while stuck on the roof, and like he would like stick his foot down and put it back up. Stick, like, it was the best. I couldn't tell, and then I was like. <laughs> I was like on my belly trying to scoot backwards. I was like, I, I can't stop myself if I go. And so I got back up and finally got down after she stopped laughing. But yeah, this year was a little bit better. But I was, you know, I'm kind of the no nonsense guy on the roof. 
My nephew was over at the house. My bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, two of mine wanted to go up there. And so I had them up there. And my oldest is just kind of fearless. And so she was, you know, kind of acting a fool. And I was like, you can hear me on the video. And I was like, when you act like an idiot is when you fall off the roof. You better <laughs> settle down. And, just, and I was laughing. But, you know, you got to be careful. You can't be too careful. Nobody it's wants true. to equate yeah. the holidays with a broken leg. You know what I mean? It's true. I asked that because my sisters and my mom put their stuff up before Halloween. Whoa, it is wow. before that's a bit early. Either on Halloween or like the week of Halloween. Wow. It's How about up. the people it's who are playing Christmas music before Halloween or even after, like before Thanksgiving? I just feel like Christmas yeah. music is obnoxious. I'm kind of the yeah, same stance, man. I just like I don't. I don't care enough to offend my family. They all love Christmas music, and so who am I to deny them that joy? Um, whenever the kids start wanting Christmas music, I always th- we all get in the car and say, "All right, guys, it's time to listen to Christmas music." Or when we go do our Christmas lights thing, and I start with by playing the Hanukkah song by Adam Sandler. Yes, so, very good. Yeah, nice. yeah. man. Do y'all remember those old? So one of the Christmas albums with us to a lot. Do you remember the old? Is I think it was called X. I think, but it was the old like yeah. uh, Christian yes. rockers Christmas yeah. album. It's f- phenomenal man it was really good so i, I have that came out like a long time ago spotify and yeah. occasionally i'll go back to it at christmas there's yeah. there's some really good ones before 94 no no, no, was, no like early, early 2000s, 2000s yeah, yeah. Something oh, yeah. like that 2010s but, i was too young yeah it's really good yeah. Yeah. i'll send it to you it's really burns red carol the bells <laughs> yes <laughs> it's on there it's on there it's, it's on incredible there. Yeah. oh listen to that i'm telling you okay traditions you josh you said nothing nothing well some of it too is like my family, I'm not sure, has ever waited till Christmas to open presents. We always kind of just do it at a random time and surprise them. But again, with the in-laws, we do like the night before, um, there's like pajamas and kind of like a bunch of presents. And the next day, like Santa comes and um, delivers like a bigger gift. Um, yeah. But that's all on the in-laws side. I, I help build stuff, and but I don't. It's tough sometimes. Yeah. I think it was me and Matt Weaver spent like three hours assembling this this robot one. No, time. I was there too. Was it you? That was the greatest night of my life. It was awesome. <laughs> but but we got it from one of my kids. But it turns out the whole point is like you're supposed to build that with your son. <laughs> we built it. Maybe and that's why I like it, it so him, much. And it was like Maybe. like once it's built, it's like it's kind of cool. But like the whole point is in yeah. hindsight is like to build that with your kid and yeah. build memories. They never, they never told day. me that. <laughs> I built I built the robot with him. It was it was a lot. Uh, it was really fulfilling. <laughs> hey, Lyles so was your kid. You just didn't know it, right? That was the best. Uh, we don't we don't do any kind of immediate family Christmas traditions either. We we're kind of sometimes we're at home, but more often than not, we'll we'll do our Christmas Eve service and then either immediately afterwards or first thing the next morning we'll go to the extended family house, you know, and so we see Josh there and we'll do that night. I guess sometimes we'll do the the big dinner or big lunch yeah. or whatever and then that night we'll do presents and the next morning it's Santa. One of my favorite parts is um my father in law will gather all the kids around uh, and use one of those little people manger scenes to tell the story of, of Jesus and he um he quotes Luke too, like he, he just yeah. recites it from memory, which is really cool. There are people who bake cookies and take them to their neighbors. You guys do anything hospitable like that? Charitable. You ever leave, nope. leave cookies out no, for ready? Santa or Elf on the Shelf? Oh, yeah, Elf uh, on we, the Shelf. We've, yeah. we've graduated from Elf on the Shelf. It's a glorious year. Yeah. The Elf on the Shelf thing, you know, like 
we never done it. It sounds like a good idea, but all I see every year is parents like freaking out on social media yeah. because they forgot or last minute stuff or that, whatever. I would you know? be like comfortable, like winding down yeah. in bed and like so drowsy and like, oh, like, oh my gosh, I got to go find, do something. Yeah. It was, it was People do get creative with it, though. I mean, yeah. there's some pretty, pretty. Yeah, if you cool enjoy stuff. it, have at it. it yeah, it, for it, sure. It, it would Absolutely. Be more of a chore the last couple of years for me. Yeah. Okay, so not a whole lot traditional going on here. Uh, I do watch. Uh, well, we as a family, we watch um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation nice. and Home Alone. Yeah. At least those two. Obviously, more than that, but those two are definitely getting watched every year. Yeah. My kids like Home Alone. I feel yeah. like that's a win. Yeah. Christmas Story. You know, I'm Classic. not a huge fan. I don't, I'm not. I don't think I, I don't like, like it. it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something here. Never seen it. Whoa! No, I, you gotta I feel like no plans, you gotta see it. No plans to ever see it. I feel like I've seen bits and pieces, but I've been to a play and they they did it at a play, and yeah, yeah. it's not good. <laughs> it's not. It seems just weird. Like yeah. it is kind of weird. Anyways, um, I hope you have a merry Christmas. And you said that to us or to the <laughs> listeners? <laughs> yes. Okay. Both. Thank you. Both. Yeah. I want you all to have a good good Christmas. Maybe if you haven't had a tradition, start one this year. Yeah. Um, so as we roll through Christmas, we approach the end of the year, or depending if you're a glass half full kind of guy like myself, the beginning of something new. <laughs> you like that? Encouraging. <laughs> yeah. The beginning of something new. We have we have a, a new year on the horizon. Let's talk a little bit about goals for the new year. We teased this a little bit last year. Uh, and, and matter of fact, um, I said something uh, last year. I, I was I was trying to ask everybody what their goals were for last year. Um, and I think it got turned around to where I was the only one that actually gave a legitimate goal. Randy, you said, I don't really do that yet. Ask me later, mm-hmm. which is fair because yep. it was not quite the end of the year yet. Josh, you just kind of just laid out for a minute and talked about other things, which was really good and helpful. So you're telling me you've listened to one of our episodes? <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should try that. I do. I, to be fair, I edit them. And then I went back and Masterfully to edit them, might yes. I add. There's a lot of it. <laughs> a <laughs> lot of edits. You guys have no idea. You have no idea. Hunter, you said that you were going to ride a roller coaster. <laughs> nope. You didn't do it? No. Have you been hydrating better, drinking water? No. You're drinking a Stanley. I, I am drinking a Stanley, but no. I wonder if you hydrated if if roller coasters would make you nauseous. Like I wonder if all your nausea is rooted in a lack of hydration. No, I don't have a lot of nausea. It's just when I go do those hit workouts or whatever with you. Bro, we were doing <laughs> We were doing very mild things, and you made it through almost one round. It's not, it's not like we were Listen, 30 minutes in. It was early in the morning. I needed some food. It was 8, 30. <laughs> for I the, know exactly uh, what it was. For the record, our weekly lunches used to be at breakfast until Hunter joined, and then we had to move them to lunch. Never I'm trying it. to be nice and help you figure out your problems. I think you should hydrate, man. You shouldn't be laughing, Lyles. You don't get up early either i drove by your house on the way to the gym the other day at 7 40 granted i was supposed to be there at 7 30 see i told you but later that day you're, you're like i was supposed to be at work at 7 <laughs> you were in bed at 7 40 listen we went to bed at like four that was a late night with carter right yeah, we gave you late. a pass on yeah, that yeah. Pass. Dad. Yeah, yeah i'm not i'm not saying i'm an early morning typically guy. though it's about 7 25 <laughs> <laughs> yeah i struggle in the mornings too but yeah 
I don't. Maybe that is. Yeah, it's maybe tough. That's the original issue. I don't. I'm know. just saying. Maybe if you were properly hydrated, maybe a roller coaster would be funner. Maybe if I worked out more than once a year, too. that would be probably <laughs> helpful. I really don't know why you get so not. Hey, but that Stanley's got you on the right track, though, buddy. That's right. Yeah. It does. Yeah. If we have a doctor listening, <laughs> it's curious. Every time I work out real hard and get my heart rate up. I want to throw up. <laughs> yeah. So no roller coaster for you. No. Mine was, um, I'm going to make myself sound like a hero. Mine was to read books. I listened to a few books this year. <laughs> <laughs> we'll so count it. Uh, Josh, Just kidding. Josh uh, literally like reads a book a week. No, I don't. You're always in your office reading. You but nerd. it's just Harry Potter, though, so it doesn't count. <laughs> Harry Potter. It's on my phone, guys. <laughs> also, I listened to the podcast from last year, and we all agreed that listening to a book is the same as reading yeah, a book. So you yeah, want to give me grief? I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna pull up how many the books did you listen to this year? Yeah, I don't know, maybe four, five. <laughs> Not a lot. <laughs> one, one a quarter. Name Better one than zero. From one yeah. book that you read. So. <laughs> So, so listen, I, I listened to a couple of the Meat Eater books. I listened to um, uh, Empire of the Summer Moon. That's a good one. I'm oh, listening to one right now called, um, I think it's called Captive or, I don't know. Anyways, it's about a Native American kidnapping a kid and they lived in their, it's fascinating stuff. So, I don't know. Be prepared when you go into nature. Here, here. Yeah. I like to hear stories about people and survival and that kind of stuff. Hey, so you do know a bunch of weird facts and a little bit about everything. Where do you gather that information from if you don't read very much? So so it's not that I don't read very much because I read all the time. Okay. I don't I don't read books a lot. Gotcha. So like I'm always reading. I'll read articles that I find on whatever and gotcha. you know, search for hiking mountains or whatever and read yeah. that read that stuff and sports stuff. So I'm always consuming knowledge. I just don't really like open a book very often gotcha. you know yeah so we're gonna hike big bends like in a couple weeks and i'm very secure having josh there because i feel like he is super knowledgeable yeah for sure so i'm about to carry his pack but we're not gonna die so. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> that's gonna be really fun looking forward to it uh there was also just a just the other day a lady who was missing for a week in big bend um yeah they did find her and she did survive yeah crazy she was 100 pounds missing for a week in big bend i'm like that's a snack for a mountain lion you know? oh, there's, there's apparently bears all over big bend now i'm pretty nervous good thing is that. they're black bears and they're really skittish okay, so they don't gosh. they don't really want you they want your food take proper care keep your food out of there and then just those are the ones that you can make yourself big and mean and they'll run away see, most of them see josh knows if you see a bear can you identify the style of bear it is uh, if it's black i can <laughs> say that's <laughs> the flavor <laughs> if it's really big and brown and is running after me that's probably a grizzly bear or a brown bear and you're done yeah you're, <laughs> you're toast. done for you're yeah. toast toast crazy we got off subject wow we? i don't yeah. even know where yeah. we are we're oh talking, new year we're talking about goal setting goals we were, we were getting yeah. there yeah goal setting you didn't ride a roller coaster i consumed some books four four <laughs> hey that's what a quarter one a book quarter. a quarter yeah, yeah. and i'm bad. pretty sure i was like yeah but and then i after I, I committed to a book a quarter i was like and then i'll watch some more tv and my goal was to watch Band of Brothers, and I failed at that goal. Man, oh, dude, you have time. It yeah. is on. It's on Netflix, though. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great. So I need to watch it. I've never seen it. Either. It's so good. Maybe we should watch it together. I was going to ask yeah. you that. <laughs> How about? I it? thought you would reject. Yeah, won't. Let's no, do it. Down. Yeah, won't. Popcorn, shake on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just so the podcast listeners know, we did shake that. Was the kind of love it. I feel very concerned right now. Yeah, I gave you the old what to do. <laughs> Goal setting. So, 
maybe we weren't super successful. Randy, I don't know what your goals ended up being. I think you kind of have a plan in place. We talked a yep. little bit about that last year. Maybe we can refresh that. I mean, if there's some things that – some structure that we can talk about. We did not talk about beagles last year, did we? No, we didn't talk about beagles. We talked about uh, labradoodles. <laughs> I was going to say, to be fair, those are B, B-E, goals. Um, They're not the dogs with the droopy ears. <laughs> Correct. That's okay, so to, for me to answer your question, I, I don't feel like my mind works with like – I don't have like a bucket list of things I want to accomplish with my life or like um, – like when I think about next year, I'm not thinking about like um, specific tasks that I want to complete. My mind thinks more in like B goals, like who the kind of person I want to be. And so my mind kind of go goes around those character traits, and then I and then that just helps me direct my life. So I know that if the choices that I'm making in the direction I'm going lines up with the kind of person that I'm going to be. So that being said, though, like. This year, I started a company like doing like coaching stuff with nutrition, and it's going really well. My wife is about to; she's shutting down Table Matters, and she's uh, helping launch Women's Home Sparrows Nest. Um, we have five sons, and all, like we have a lot of stuff going on. Like we're accomplishing things, but I don't necessarily think in in task and accomplishments like that. I'm trying to consistently consider my character and the kind of man God's calling me to be, so that I can be present and fully invested into all those endeavors as they come or as we shut them down or whatever they are. So I feel like the idea of goal setting for me is not so much about tasks to accomplish, but it's more centered around the kind of person God's calling me to be. And and that's what I say I think about when I think of be goals. It's like it's not necessarily what you want to do, but it's who you want to be. And so for me it's like you think about the end of your life if if you die and people are at your funeral what are the kind of things that you want them to say about you? Like, what's the kind of person that you want to be? And so those are beagles. So it's like, um, like I want to be faithful to the end. I want to serve from the heart. I want to be um, humbly confident. Like, all, I have this list of, of six things, seven things that, that really are things that I want to characterize me. Um, but And so then my focus goes, goes, if that's who I want to be at the end of my life, what does it work for me to do that this year? To, to begin walking in those things this year so that when I get to the end of my life, those things can be true of me. So that's the way I'm processing goals and new year and processing the previous year, thinking through the next year, those things. Yeah, I think it's so, good. That's honorable. It's good. Yeah, it's great. So it's not necessarily I'm going to read 10 books. Yes. It's uh, I have a pursuit of knowing more about God and knowing more about yes. things, and that's how I achieve yes. that. Right. So like – Again, if you if you want to be technical, like up to date right now, I have read seventeen books this year, and those are a mixture of like spiritual books. Some of them are, um, like I, I did a book um, about the Gates of Fire. It's about Thermopylae. It's what the movie Three Hundred is based off of. But it was just a fun read. But like I've also read like Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Um, I, Leading, uh, winning the war in your mind, lead small, like uh, all these other things that help me with my profession and my job. So, like, I want to read books because I want to be growing because I want to do those things right. that I said a while ago. So, like, reading's a huge part of it, but I don't actually have like a book number goal. But I'm always trying to read something. I'm trying to read a chapter a day on my work day, stuff like that. But that's good. I don't write that like stuff it. down. I just yeah. try to do it. I like it. Have you guys ever done the? Um one word like the the word that defines your year it's something big in, in our office and it's something that that i 
kind of got into when I was in Eastland, there's a book, I think it's actually called One Word. It's a Christian book, and, and it's basically saying, hey, let, let's focus on one thing this year, how you can better yourself, and kind of like that, like, what are you going to be so that your life honors the Lord, right? I feel like that's been helpful for me in the past, you know, three or four years. I've tried the one word thing, but I don't think my mind works like that either. Um, I just don't think about it once I said it. Like, maybe... I think so. Here, here's another thing. I think there's a difference between goal setting. Like that's good, but just to set a goal isn't. You also have to have steps to achieve that goal. Sure. And I think I can set goals sometimes, but I don't know how to achieve those goals. And so that's why my goal setting can be so spotty. So like me and Randy are built different. I feel like I can see where I want to be, but Randy can tell me the 15 steps I need yeah. to take to get there. And so he's super valuable in like. He's helping me like think through my ministry and and navigating leadership and all these things because I can kind of see where I want to be, but I can't necessarily get there. So when I'm thinking about goal setting for myself, it's I used to have all these elaborate goals set up about personal goals, family goals, ministry goals, all this, and that was helpful. But then most of the time I get to the end of the year, and about half of them were were incomplete, and a lot of it was because I didn't really know how to achieve those things, and so. Maybe I should go back to that and then get somebody like Randy to help me put those things into practice, or I'm just can do what I've been doing about B goals. So I have a hard time remembering what I wrote because yeah. I, I want to be like Randy in the sense that I'm super structured and can handle that. And he and I have had some conversation about that, and and as he's been incredibly valuable to me personally in that in that aspect. But a lot of times I'll write things down, and I'm like, yeah, I want to get this, I want to tackle this, I'm passionate about it, and then something else comes up, and so. What I've been able to do, and it, it's B-goal or whatever, is like that that one word a year. I'm weird, man, and like I put it in some quirky little picture and hang it in my office. And so there's a spot right next to my door, and I can look at that and kind of remind me. It's kind of yeah. cheesy and whatever. but It works. I think it's good, man. Visibility yeah, is important. Yeah, visibility yeah. Is, is important for me. I think me, that's so. the most important thing, though, is, is whatever works for you is yeah. what you should do. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, I, I have an appointment booked with Randy uh, for his back patio to help navigate because, it, yeah, I struggle with that. I, I don't know the path. I know where I want to be, know what I want to do, but it's the steps to get there. So yeah, I'm yeah. hoping to get with Randy and uh, steal his knowledge. I, I could talk about that stuff for hours. It's a professional. For hours and hours and hours. So the way I do it, I, I am more systematic and more structured. I, I, I naturally think in steps. Um, and it's just something that happens to me all the time. I don't know, like if there's a problem presented, I naturally just go one, two, three, four, five in my mind. Do you walk uh, into the room quick. and assess, like if something goes wrong here, this, 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 like a no. Liam Neeson or something like no. that? No, no, not like that. Okay. No, it just, um, yeah, like it just happens all the time. I don't know if I can give you an example. You, it just your mind does process things like that constantly, like everything from church to like if you go to in, if you step into kids or youth ministry, you can't help but think of how to make it better. I, yeah, it's exactly like all right. you yeah. all you like you can see the holes and what could be, and like it's it's really yeah. a gift. Yeah, so. it is. It is. It can also in make some you ways. cynical. It, it, it does make me cynical sometimes. <laughs> but you're right. Like uh, yeah, I mean that does happen a lot of times. Walking to a service, walking to a ministry, and just see something, and I think to myself, well, if we do this, 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 that'd be that wouldn't be an issue anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, and you know, it's just the way I think. But the way I've done it, I, I've essentially compiled uh, for me personally, and I'll try to make this as brief as I possibly can. 
like a bunch of different productivity systems that I have kind of combined and meshed all into one that that's like works for me or whatever. But I, I kind of just work backwards. So I'll do this between uh, now and the end of the year where I actually look at 10 years out. And that's kind of a sobering uh, exercise to do when I start thinking about So I think about my family. When you think 10 years from now, I write down the age I'm going to be 10 years from now. And the age, you know, I've got a daughter that's 19. 10 years from now, she's going to be 29. She's probably going to be married by then. She might have, I might be a granddad in 10 years. You know, when, you, when I start writing stuff like that down, I've got these, I got these life domains that I think through. And I just think, about, okay, 10 years from now, what does my career look like? What does my family life look like? What is, you know, all these different things. What does my fitness level look like? What is all this kind of stuff, right? So I think about all these different things. And then I actually just work backwards from there. Um, and so sometimes I come down to five years, but sometimes I just go down, okay, for the next year, if this is where I want to be in 10 years, what does the next year need to be? And so I usually end up with like one or two goals, uh, for each of those life domains. And then, uh, there's a book called the 12 week year. That's a really good book that essentially, because a lot of people struggle with that where they set yearly goals and they either don't, they don't work on, like, you know, say I want to lose 30 pounds this year. Well, then it gets to October and they're like, well, I haven't lost any or I've gained five more. <laughs> and, and so it's like, then they try to scramble to kind of meet these goals. Um, and the 12 week year is like, essentially you take it a quarter at a time, uh, and just like go hard after a goal or two, uh, for a quarter. And then you always reevaluate at the end. But so essentially I think, I think 10 years and then I think about what the next year looks like. And then I think about what the quarter looks like to get where I need to be for that year. And then I think about what I need to do this month to uh, hit that quarterly goal. And then I think about what I need to do this week to hit that monthly goal. And then I want to think about what I need to do today to hit the weekly goal. And I kind of just work backwards from there and it works really well for me. Uh, And I, I, uh, I've tried to use a bunch of different planners and different things like that, but I actually just created my own that I use an iPad with. Uh, And I just kind of do that stuff my own and, um, uh, like I said, it, it works well for me, but I realize not everybody's wired exactly like that. Well, it's interesting you know? too because it sounds exhausting to me, honestly. Well, but, but it seems to me like you guys kind of have the same approach, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, like you're looking far out, like what do I want to be? Where do I yeah. want to be in ten years? And and yours is not Josh. Like, um, hey, this is by the end of the. It's it's who I want to be. How, how do I how do I want my life to go? Right? Like it's yeah. it's lo- both are long term. Randy, you're just systematic. Josh, you're just. Yeah. But like well, like what I found for me, like it's not exhausting for me in the sense that um, I, I have built-in times where I take a break to look at that stuff. But I mean, you're talking about like like a quarter or a month, like half a day. I can literally drive to the Leaf and Abilene, buy a couple of cigars, sit there, work through it all, and just have a really good literally like three or four hours in the morning and set myself up for the next quarter easily. And then, you know, every week there's like a 30 minute process. You're just kind of looking over the week, which you kind of do that. You probably do that more than you realize when you yeah. just look over like, okay, what are my appointments this week? What do I have going on? And then, but in the middle of all that, you think, okay, what do I need to do to advance this goal? You know what I mean? And, and sometimes it's very simple, basic, you know, like let's say you're going to start tracking macros or whatever. Like maybe, maybe the thing for this week is just download uh, the MyFitnessPal app and get those macros set. Like even something that simple for that week, but it, it, it's it's progress for what you want to do for that month and for that. You know what I mean? It's so it really is just it's to me the the most difficult thing for me is just picking a goal like out of left field. You know what I mean? And we all kind of know like okay, I've got these issues, you know, but it's like okay, well I need to I need to lose weight or I need to read more or whatever. But if that's not tied to bigger purposes yeah. and bigger whys, you kind it kind of loses steam. So for me, the fact that it's anchored to 
where I want to be 10 years from now and where I want to be a year from now. And, you know, because it's anchored to all that, it just makes, it makes all those steps a little bit more meaningful for me uh, as opposed to just picking something out of the blue that's not really tied to anything. I haven't done the work to tie it to something like deep inside of me of why I want to do this. You know, I'm never working on more than one or two things at a time. though, man. I mean, you can overwhelm yourself or whatever. And so, um, you know, when I, when I have those life domains and I think about one or two goals for each of those, I even prioritize those based on, I'm not going to do all those like in the first quarter, right? I'm going to pick one or two and I'm going to work really hard for those for that quarter and really put all my eggs into that basket and really work on it. Um, and then, you know, again, at the end of that quarter, I have a, a half day already on my calendar set and it's just a matter of keeping that appointment on my calendar. Uh, where I sit down and, and uh, just kind of reevaluate. And again, I just have like little questions I ask myself and yeah. prompts. It's all stuff that I've done ahead of time. And it really, I understand why that it could seem exhausting and overwhelming, but really when I have those times built in, it, it actually goes pretty smoothly. So life domains real fast. I keep interrupting you, Josh. I'm sorry. <laughs> but just, just so that, that we know yeah. life domains are, are what? So I have seven that I came up with for myself. And all so Fs, man. they are all Fs. Uh, and one of them doesn't really work very well, but it's the best I could do. And so if you, anybody has any suggestions, <laughs> you can let me have it. But I have my faith. Okay. I have my family. Uh, and the family does take a little bit longer because I do break it down. I'm glad you put faith first instead of like, unlike Hunter. I got four, his golf game. Friends. But I, I don't, I don't do family like just, uh, like as a, as a group. I like, you know, it's like my wife and then each of my kids, you know, so I'll think about each of those individually because they all, they're all different and they all have different needs and different things for me. So, but I got, uh, faith, family, fitness, which is the physical, I do focus for the mental. I don't, that's the one I don't love very much, but I don't know what else. There's no other. I've, I've looked. I've been on thesaurus.com for <laughs> hours <laughs> looking at for different, putting in different words, trying to I get like something to, to work. But anyways, yeah. just, just yeah. to know words. Uh, so uh, faith, family, fitness, uh, focus, um, and then I have finances, and then I have friends, and then I have fun. So those are the seven that I look at every year, and I just think about stuff and all. Do those. we do we fit into friends or fun? Y'all actually, uh, or both? Well, Family? it's actually kind of more the faith Ooh. thing because I, I, I mean, you are definitely my friends, but I consider you are more accountability type guys. You know what I mean? And so that's a big part of my faith stuff is having guys around me like this. So uh, you guys fit in there. Um, the the fun stuff, surprisingly, that's a hard one for me, man, because it's like I don't really know. I mean, I'd rather just sit by myself on the patio and have a cigar and watch football like that. For me, that's it, man. I don't really have a lot for that. But uh, finances uh, it kind of incorporates my career. So I think about you know my job, but then also like our family goals and you know are we saving enough? Are we investing enough? Are we you know what does our budget look like? That kind of stuff. And uh, so they're kind of some big buckets. But for me, those seven things kind of. Incorporate just about everything. Uh, everything that I'm involved with is fits into those buckets. Cool. Um, so, I think I used to be a lot more detailed, like Randy. And where I went wrong is I didn't have a good system to review. Yeah. And so, like, I would lose sight of like I put all this work into those goals, and then I wouldn't review, and so I'd lose sight of them. I think yeah. the the continual reviewing is where the money's at with that. Yeah. Also, I probably need to be a little more articulate in some of those things. Um, I think I have a lot of good habits and and stuff in place like i'm in a good spot but like i probably should go through like my b cult b goals and like think through like specific things that might need to change to make those things more true and i might need to think through like i have specific prayers that i pray for each of my sons and for my wife and some different stuff that i have written down that i look through pretty consistently 
Um, but I definitely think I can probably sharpen some of that stuff and maybe maybe get a little more pointed, a little more focused. But what do you think a healthy review time frame is? Well, like I said, for me, so I I will usually spend about a day uh, between between Christmas and New Year's. I will find about a day to kind of get alone and think of it because I think about it, I'm thinking about it for the whole year, right? I'm, and I'm even like revisiting that ten year thing. Is like anything needs to change or anything different? So I do like a day uh once a year and then every quarter i'm like a half day um and then uh every month is about a half day as well not quite probably it's probably more just a couple hours uh the biggest the most important thing is that week weekly review that takes about 30 minutes at first it takes a little longer it takes maybe an hour till you get the hang of it uh but then about 30 minutes though i can look at the week and i can know what my main goals are for that week and my they call them the big three yeah uh, other product productivity people call it the big three but i know there's three big things i need to get done that week i know what my schedule is and what it looks like and so usually about 30 minutes on the weekend uh, i can look at the week and then every day you know uh 15 20 minutes at tops man you know maybe closer to 10 some days because i've already got it broken down and the way i have my own review sheets made up i mean when i have that that monthly review i have my my couple of goals that i'm working on and I move those over to my monthly. And so when I'm working on my monthly stuff, I have my quarterly stuff right on the top so I can look at it. And then when I do my weekly stuff, I have the monthly. It, 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 I, I get real nerdy about that kind of stuff. And I don't think you have to get that detailed. It's just that works for me. And it's actually one of those things that does bring me joy. Like I enjoy doing yep. it. Um, and so I, I do think that, like you said, visibility. So many people maybe even do the work up front where they think about things they want to work on or goals they want to set. Then they tuck them away and never actually revisit those again. So I don't think there's anything. I think it's really smart to put it where you can see it. When I started this carnivore thing, I committed initially to 35 days and I actually printed off a page. It was in our bathroom and I had kind of every day I was going to walk 10,000 steps, drink a gallon of water and eat carnivore diet. And I literally marked it off and uh, my wife was cool, but it was in the bathroom. I was looking at it. I was keeping that chain going uh, and it was helpful. So visibility is very important. However you have to do that, whether it's a screensaver, whether it's something you hang up at your office or at the house or whatever, but keeping that stuff in front of you uh, is is massively important. Yeah. That's for sure yeah. one of my problems because I know I got 10 things I know I want to do, yeah. but I think about it. And I'm like, man, I need to do those things. And then you just get, yeah. life gets busy and you move on, you carry on and just forget about them. Yeah. And then, yeah, you lose sight of it. But yeah, that's where I'm at. So but I'm, yeah, it's, you get you got to keep it manageable. Too. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, keep keep it small and keep it in front of you. Yeah. And you that's, that's great advice, and, yeah. and that's where I struggle. And, and Randy's helped me with with just kind of productivity on a on a daily basis. And, and he shared with me that the kind of the weekly uh, sheets that he yeah. has. I'm, I'm not not monthly or quarterly sure. or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. yet. Ho- hopefully, kind of work into that. But yeah, it's it's you know identify the big three things of the week. How can you conquer those things yeah. today? What what things do you have to do today? And and just kind of go from there. Yeah. And I, I literally have a planner that. I'll keep on my desk and keep notes. Yeah. Sometimes I push those things from day to day, but it's yeah, there. I mean, that's you part know? of it. That's yeah. life, man. It's never going to be perfect, you know? And so let, let me give you just a quick example of how it look. Let's say, let's say for the, for a quarter, let's say you want to lose 20 pounds. Uh, let's just, for easy numbers, let's just say 30 pounds, right? Well, I know if I want to lose 30 pounds in a quarter, I need to lose 10 pounds this month. And again, I'm not recommending these numbers. I'm just doing it because it's easy, right? So 10 pounds this month, right? So then, so so my quarterly goes 30 pounds. My monthly goes 10 pounds. 
So what does my weekly goal look like? Well, maybe it's, uh, you know, like, like I've talked about, maybe it's, okay, this week I need to download my fitness pal. Maybe I need to talk to a fitness person and decide what my macros should be, right? That's on a, that's on a, on a weekly basis. I know a guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on. Exactly. And then every day it's, okay, I need to plan my food for the day. So that's your daily goal, right? Or, or whatever it is. So you get up that day and you look at that. But all that stuff works together to get you to that 30 pounds, right? Which ultimately gets you to a healthier life that, that you've kind of done the work on. So that, that's just how I think of things. I just break it down to like the smallest steps. And like when it comes to the daily and weekly stuff, it really is the small steps. And and it's all about just moving the ball forward, right? Like every day or every week. And it could be like literally the smallest step ever, um, but just moving the ball forward and making progress on that stuff. You know, there's a whole big push to like 1% better every day or whatever, you know, not every day is going to be that good and, and not every day you're going to get stuff done. But like, I want, to, I don't want to waste a week. You know what I mean? Like I want to get, uh, let's push the ball down the court at least a little bit this week and do something, you know? And if it's, you know, if it's a bigger thing, like maybe it's just a phone call you need to make this week. Maybe you, you want to start a new business. You can't get that done this week, but yeah. you can at least make a phone call. Yeah. You can send an email to an agency to figure out what license you need this week. You know what I mean? You can just, you get that done and then it's just the next, whatever the next step is, but you want to make progress even if it's small. I think what Randy said about starting small and making it manageable is super important. The first of the year, everybody always has all these New Year's resolutions, and we almost always choose way too much. Yeah. Like, if you don't have good spiritual disciplines and you want to read through the Bible in a year, you're probably going to fail. It's very yeah. difficult to keep that pace if you're not used to it. You can easily grow into it, but I wouldn't start there. I would start yeah. small, make it very measurable, uh, make it very, like achievable and then once you get into that rhythm you can add to it and make your goals more difficult but yeah. i would say whatever your goals are fitness or life goals anything like yeah. make it simple make it manageable yeah. get some wins and like let that snowball and that momentum build yeah that's good for your brain that's good for sure. your for your outlook like to get those little wins early uh to kind of snowball a little bit and there is that smart goal framework you know like you 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 know, there are times to have like what they call them, you know, big, hairy, audacious goals like, to have a few of those. But I mean, for the most part, you want stuff that's manageable, that's measurable, that's really specific, you know, that's kind of time bound and all that kind of stuff. And, well, and just being real smart. Do you know about what it. SMART stands for? Specific. I knew you were going to ask me. Is specific? Specific, measurable, measurable. attainable. Realistic and time Realistic and time yeah, Okay. And, and that's just a good framework, you know, to – it's really a good thing to do is just to think through your goals that way. Because, I mean, some people say, like, okay, I want to be healthier or, you know, I want to make more money. Well, I mean, it's not specific. It's not measurable. There's no way – I mean, you know, I want to read I want to read more. Okay. Well, I mean, you read one blog, that's more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you want to read one book a month, that's 12 books. That's something you can measure. That's it's measurable. very specific. Right. It's me- you know, all that kind of stuff. So – and you want to make sure it's achievable that, A, you know, you don't want to, you know, if you're making $50,000 a year, you're like, next year I want to make a million dollars, you know. Okay, well, <laughs> let's be reasonable. You know, let's let's uh, let's take a smaller so, chunk there. So not only, like, making the goals achievable and attainable, but, again, the way I think about it is is setting my life and my habits up in such a way that really are in line with my values and who I want to yeah, be. Yeah, that's massively important, yes. I think. and so – like I read this somewhere a couple years ago, and I've been trying to live by it. But it says keys to a happy, keys to a healthy and happy life. Number one, daily communion with God. Number two, eight hours of sleep daily. Three, exercise five to six days per week. Four, consistent, meaningful relationships with family and friends. Five, work that is challenging and purpose filled. 
Six, eating real food. Seven, big, hairy, audacious goals and dreams. And, like, for the last couple years, I feel like I've kind of organized my life to mostly follow that. Like, spending time with God on a very consistent basis, really try to protect my sleep. I'm exercising five to six days per week. Um, We have a great family. Um, I have great friends. We have that Thursday lunch. It's accountability lunch. Like, I've got people who know me who check in on me. Um, I work at the church. My wife's starting a women's home. Like, we're doing all kinds of challenging and purpose-filled stuff. I'm trying to watch what I eat. And, again, the big, hairy, audacious goals and dreams, like, a lot of that's built into some of the other stuff. But, you know, we're raising five boys, and we're starting a women's home. And we're doing, like, trying to live. Like, I've I've had this. This sits. So on my daily morning quiet time, I use Evernote. And I have certain things that I literally look at every day, and that's that's one of those seven things. And like, I love that. Just try to organize my life that way, and because I've organized my life that way, I feel like I've achieved a bunch of goals and stuff like that. But I still think I should, I could do better about articulating, being more specific with those goals to help that. Yeah. So yeah, I think too, man. So there's another book I read a long time ago. I'm telling you, man, my productivity stuff is based on like, I mean, there's so many inputs. Uh, it's hard to even know where it all came from, but there was a book called The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, uh, and that was a really good book for that season of my life. But I mean, it's just that idea, like you're doing, you know, every day you're making those investments, mm-hmm. and the the compounding effect of being consistent yes. is extremely important. So uh, when you're making these these um, when you're doing these things, man, like when you're reading the Bible every day, that has a compound effect, right? Um, if you want to grow in your spiritual life and you want uh, to commune with the Lord and have a good walk with the Lord, I mean, you can sit down and read five books of the Bible tonight, and that's going to do something for you. Uh, but it's also maybe even better if you read one verse every day and you were consistent and you spent time with the Lord and you prayed and you read that verse over time. And what you'd find naturally that's going to grow to a little bit more and a little bit more. Next thing you know, what was taking you five minutes, you're like 30 minutes, just like meeting with the Lord and, and all that. And it's really good. And so, but everything he's saying when it comes to all these things is consistency over time yes. is very powerful, so very powerful. Um, and, uh, and so, Yes, have all these goals, all this kind of stuff. But when you really break it down, I mean, really to achieve these big goals, it does take daily commitments, and that's kind of why I break it down into those small, smaller time frames. Because what I do today matters, um, and it's you know other things from like James Clear and Atomic Habits, which is another great book. You know uh, that every you know every decision you make is a vote for the kind of person you want to be. Come you on. know, and so you know these decisions you're making today. If I choose to eat a salad or go to McDonald's, that's a vote for the kind of person that I want to be. What kind of person I want to be making that decision is a vote. And so, uh, you know, focusing on these these little domains and breaking them down to small, manageable uh, things where you can be consistent over time makes a big deal. You're in finance, Hunter. You know how that works, man. Compound you know, interest, baby. Yeah. I mean, if I start saving money right now, I, I, don't, I don't know how it works exactly. Um, and so I could be speaking out of term, but me at 42 years old, if I start investing $1,000 a month in the start market now, and my daughter who's 19, if she starts putting $50 uh, a month in the start market now, by the time we're both 60 years old, she's probably going to have more money than me just because the time that it that it takes to grow and compound over time, you know? Uh, and so that stuff matters. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just the, the small attainable things. Like, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've been 
convicted with, uh, confronted with, with kind of just my health and fitness, you know, and, and that's something that I could never get past is like, you know, you, you start and, and you want this, this big change right away. And Josh kind of helped me understand that like, it's, it's a daily thing. Yep. It's, it's every meal. It's every time you're hungry, every snack, whatever. It's just like just compounding those things into weight loss and yep. fitness, like feeling good. How, you know many, I mean? how many pounds are you down right now? Um, so, so since we've started officially, um, probably like 16 or 17, yeah. but, um, Sounds I looked at, at my, uh, my app from, from this time last year, um, and I was 30 pounds heavier last year. And yeah. so, um, I kind of took your principles a little bit before the summer started and then, um, you know, had, had lost a little bit, but yeah, I think in, in all about 30 pounds. So, um, and I feel better and it's like, it's just yeah, hard hard work, and sometimes it's harder than others. But you know, you just kind of repeat those things. And anyways, feels good to feel good. Yeah, for yeah, sure, that's for sure. So let, let, let's wrap up. Let, let's think one thing. If, if I'm listening and I'm like, I want I want to make a difference in my life. I want to set these goals. Maybe not New Year's resolutions, because like you said earlier, it, it kind of gets to where those things are are a flash in the pan, but. Um, we've said a lot of really, really good, helpful things. What's one thing maybe our listeners can take and apply it and hopefully use that as encouragement to achieve their goals? I think one of the biggest principles I've ever learned is uh, seven habits of highly effective people begin with the end in mind, which is another way of saying be goals. I think be goals. I think it's really helpful to clarify the kind of person you want to be. Yep, I agree. Because if you don't know the kind of person you want to be, you may set goals that aren't in line with that. And mm-hmm. if you're setting goals that aren't in line with really who you want to be, that's going to cause a lot of confusion. And so for me, it was super helpful just to clarify the kind of person I want to be. So then I know I can break that down on the daily mm-hmm. to achieve that in the long run. And then it comes down to you know, I'm not going to wake up today and, and be consistent in the things, you know, I know I need to be consistent with to be the kind of person that I know I'm called to be. Begin with the end in mind. Yeah. I've heard the, like the illustration of like, you know, that it's, it's a terrible thing to, you know, climb the ladder of success and realize it was leaned up against the wrong building the whole time. Oh, you know wow. what I mean? Um, and so I think it's a very real thing for people just not knowing for sure, like what's important to them and who they want to be and maybe making progress, but it might be in the wrong direction, yeah. you know? I just think for me, for right, for where I'm struggling with right now is, is making it manageable. I know the man I want to be in Christ. I know the man I need to be at home. I know all these things, but I just overcomplicate those steps to getting there. Uh, so making those goals manageable, creating a plan and a, a, plan and a pathway that is attainable and um, it's straightforward and visible. Uh, that's where I need to get to. So I think yeah. that's huge, though, because I think the majority of people probably feel that but they're not doing what you've done, like reaching out to somebody like Randy who can help you with that. Yeah. So that, I would just suggest, like, if you are stuck, find somebody who you admire who does seem to be doing well in the areas you want to grow in and just go take them to lunch and just let them talk and listen. Yeah. Just ask them questions and learn from them. You know, what I've learned is you you don't have to be good at everything. Mm-hmm. Like, not everybody's, yeah. not everybody's like Randy. Not everybody's like Josh. Like, figure out. Who, how God has created you, how God has wired you. And then, yeah, like you said, use the resources around you. Yeah, you know, yeah. Good. put the pride aside because for a long time I was like, oh, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to keep doing it. And it, yeah. it never, it's, it's never worked. Yeah. So just put it aside and reach out to somebody you know, you love and 
trust and you know yeah. He just said, I love you. <laughs> oh. I you feel, Randy. It's going to get emotional. I love, I love you guys. I like get it. Emotional. Nice, folks. Yeah. Are you crying? I teared up a little bit. Just now? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not like ever in your life. I'm talking about right now. <laughs> oh, right now? Have you no. cried before? I've ever? cried before. once. Yeah. Uh, I think you seem like an night. emotional guy. Yeah. In a good I, way. Yeah. That's a good thing. You Have cry? you become oh, more? You cry about last night? No, I don't think I did. Maybe I did. I don't know. I am kind of emotional since I got we got That's Carter. Say, yeah, you become more or less man. emotional it since happens. you become oh, a dad. Man. Yeah, every old thing. I, oh, that was a man. mess. That was that was awesome. Yeah, still am. It's a good thing. I tell people that there are a lot of tears um, in our household, and some of them are the girls. Most of them are mine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Conversation was a little bit longer, but I think it was really good. I appreciate. I appreciate the perspective of let's not just set goals, but let's let's think about who we are. God's called us to be, and begin with the end in mind, look down the road a little bit, back up, figure things out, put your pride aside. Good stuff. Thanks, guys, for your time. I hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I'm going to have a Merry Xmas. Hmm, put, the, put the X back in Christmas. Let's go. Yeah. Merry Chrysler. Merry Xmas, everyone. God bless you. Well, okay then. Well, see you later. All right. That's all she wrote. That's it, huh? Okay, bye-bye.